in August of 20, August 28th, we took 15 people, including myself, to one of the poorest nations or poorest countries in our world. Uh, for those of you that don't know, several years ago, Haiti was ravished with a, I think it was like a 7.2 uh, Richter scale earthquake that hit the capital, Port-au-Prince, and devastated the landscape all the way up to Godinaives. It was a terrible, terrible disaster. We introduced you to Korlov, and we introduced you to Might and Defend the Orphan Cause a few weeks ago, and he came and shared how God laid it on his heart to go and begin to defend the orphan, and Haiti is what God, who, who God put on his heart uh, at the beginning of his ministry. And so when I got to go last year, I came and I was just, I told you the story two weeks, I mean, it was just a blur how I got to Haiti, but I was there. And while I was there, something happened, and, and I want to share this story, and, and then we're going to hear from our team in a few moments, but when I was there my first time, this is really what God just, he rocked me this way. We're in the orphanage where we're, we're, we're going to show pictures of and what we're a part of. And while we were there, the orphans began to circle around us. My, I didn't know this was going to happen. We are always there to bless them. That's what I thought we were going to do. But Mike, the uh, CEO, gets there and he says, guys, I want you to spread out. So we spread out. And, our, you know, we all were fresh off the plane. It was really a long day. And he had us kneel down. So I, I kneeled down. Then he had these orphans come around us and begin to pray in Creole over me. And I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you deserved the prayer of an orphan, but I sure didn't feel like I did. And for, the, and for the next seven and a half minutes, I don't understand a word that they said. But I heard Father God speak through these orphans and say, I'm calling you to carry this banner back home. And to care for these. And for the seven minutes, these little orphan kids just, some stroked the back of my head. And, and, you know, I have kids that pray, you know, sometimes it's, Lord, let me down to sleep, I pray my Lord to soul to keep everybody. You know, that's what it sounds like at nighttime sometimes in my house. No, I, I, at one point when, when I could, even with tears in my eyes, I could barely see. But I, I, I watched one little orphan girl out of the corner of my eye right here the right-hand side with her braids in her hair just praying her guts out. And I knew that whatever she was saying, God understood. And that's when God began to burden my heart to carry this banner back home and say, we as a church, we can't ignore this crisis. When Mike came, he shared that there are over 151 million orphans. That's daunting. But I don't know if you remember this. If you don't, go back and watch it online. He challenged us to memorize and to know one orphan's name. And when you know one orphan's name, it begins to change. It's no longer a number. It's a face. It's a person. And you can begin to impact, and we get to, we, you can begin to change one person when you know their name. And last week, we brought them, or two weeks ago, we brought them here, and we sold T-shirts. And I, I shared this report last Wednesday, but if you weren't here, uh, we raised enough money. We, we bought these T-shirts actually do feed orphans, okay, uh, 30 meals per T-shirt. And we were able to, as a church, we were able to fund 8,500 meals to Haitian orphans and Haitian kids. Yeah, that's incredible. We also raised over $4,500 in our offering towards the two projects, which I'm going to mention again tonight. And, uh, and, and hopefully you'll gravitate, your heart will link in to what God's doing. If you have your Bibles really quickly before the team comes out and begins to share if you'll turn, uh, we're going to read several scriptures tonight in painting the picture and setting up our time together. If you have your Bibles, we're going to start 
or if you have the Bible app, we're going to start in the book of Ephesians, and then we're going to end in the book of Psalms. It says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. All praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. So it starts with, you know, we're not here to brag on us. We're going to hear tonight, we're going to brag on God. We're going to brag on what he did in us, and we're going to brag on what he's doing in these kids. It says, he who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. It doesn't say who wants to bless us. It says who already has blessed us. Do you know that you have access to every blessing that God has already promised us in his word? You just have to say, I believe it, and I'm going to walk in it. The enemy doesn't want you to know that, but it's true. And it says this, even before he made the world, so it's always been his game plan, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to, here's the word, adopt us into his own family. Those that just raised their hand a few moments ago, you've been adopted into the family of God. And God planned it. He's been setting you up all week long for that moment. It was his plan. He decided long ago to do that. By bringing us to himself through Jesus, not through Westover, not through, it's through Jesus. You got to know that. This is what he wanted to do. It was, it was, it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who being, excuse me, who belonging to his dear son. That's us. We belong to Jesus. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. It cost Jesus everything. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan. There it is. It's no longer a secret. Maybe it was a mystery to you. What is behind those walls inside that church? What goes on inside that house? What goes on at Westover Hills? The mystery's been spoiled. It's all about Jesus and you and I being brought to him and understanding it was his plan from the beginning. There's the mystery. It's been exposed. And it says this, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. Here it is, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received his in, an inheritance from God. And for we who he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Now, when we hear orphan and we hear the care of orphan, we think that is devastating. There can nowhere be God's plan, but I'm telling you right now, somewhere in God's understanding, it makes sense for us to be involved with orphan care. It was a part of it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why it happens, but I do know this. I'm thankful that I get to be a part of bringing Jesus and hope to a group of kids that don't think anyone cares for them. I'm glad that I get to be a part of that. Psalm 68, 5 and 6 says this, that God is the father to the fatherless. We sang it tonight, defender, he is our defender of widows. This is God whose dwelling is holy. He places the lonely in families. Isn't that awesome? Come on, we don't just read scripture and go, oh yeah, that's great. No, we were at one point lonely in our life and he placed us in his family. Come on, let's read it like it applies to us. He sets the pioneers free and gives them joy, but he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Don't want to be those people, all right? Here it is, James 1, 27. I'm reading these really quickly so we can understand what, what happened in Haiti and why we went there and the stories that we have. James 1, 27 sets the tone. Religion that our God, that God our Father accepts as pure. You want to know what keeps it pure in the eyes of God? Here it is. And faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows 
in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I took 15 people. I brought 15 back. I wanted to leave a couple, um, but I brought all 15 of them back. We, we, we had seven days in country. And tonight, I want you to hear uh, and see through pictures uh, what God did through their lives. So I'm going to invite my team to come out here. Go ahead, guys, and come out here, if you will. They're a little shy, a little nervous. This, this is the team that went. Not all of them. Some of them are, are not able to be here. Uh, but this is several of them. They're going to they're gonna join me on stage. They're going to share their story. And, of course, you know my, my wife, babe. Come up here for a second. Yeah, I'm not going to have you speak right this second. But this is my wife. And as crazy as it sounds, we don't always get to do ministry together. It's actually pretty wild. But she actually got to go on this trip with us. And I can't wait for you to hear what God did to her. So I want you to make sure you know my wife. She's awesome. She's beautiful. And, uh, but you're going to hear from these team. Some of these guys sit on my core leadership team with young adults. Uh, this was a young adult trip. So all of these people are following this bracket between 18 and 29. i got to be honest with you. The generation above us, listen, uh, we ought to give these guys one more round of applause. Because I don't know what you were doing at 18 and 29, but it wasn't this probably. And they went. Um, so we're going to hear... We're going to hear from their stories, but before we do that, I'm going to share a couple pictures. Behind me is our, our team that went. We'll start with picture number one, guys. Uh, team one, if you can. Yeah, this is the team that went, and uh, this is the, the place that we went to go hang out. Was, uh, we went to two places. One was called Maya, and one was called Maisad. That's really important. Don't get lost, because they sound very similar. Maya, Maisad. We are partnering in building the orphanage at my side, okay? Maya was already formed. This is a picture of Maya with some of the teammates that were there and some of the orphan kids that were the very first orphans that Mike and Korolev rescued uh, in 2013-2014. So this is over at Maya. They have over 68 orphans there that they care for and they get six basic needs. Every orphan and both of these places get six basic needs. They get the care of food. Hallelujah. Uh, they get the care of health care. They get the care of uh, being in a loving home or a godly home, they get the care of uh, schooling, education, and they get the care of, I wrote these down and um, I left them back there on, back on the, behind the stage. Uh, six basic needs, I apologize. Six basic needs, and we're going to talk about them throughout our time. But that's the team that went with us to Haiti. And then the first picture you're going to see is from one of our friends who went. His name was Adam. He was the, he's the guy right there with his arms on his, on, his, on his hips here. He wasn't able to be here tonight, but I'm going to show his picture really quickly. This young lady, they challenge us to memorize an orphan's name. And their names are really hard to memorize, aren't they? I mean, we're talking French names, the Antoinette this and Antoine, you know, it was really hard names. So when the little kid was talking to us saying, what is your name? Como really? What's your name? They would tell us their name and we'd go, what is your name again? And we probably had to say it like 10 times, Comorele. And they would say it and we go, no, 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 no. Okay, we're close. Uh, and, and so that was really important. That was really important that you knew an orphan's name. Well, this young lady uh, actually came up to Adam. And when she saw him on day two, she said, Adam. She knew his name. And that was just, for him, that was like, oh, she knows my name. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she knows my name. And it was just this really surreal moment where we're supposed to know their name. But this young lady took the time. As soon as she saw him, she said, Adam. And she took his uh, glasses and she put them on. Uh, and then the next picture is, uh, is of this. This was us at my side. These are the actual orphans that we care for, that we're building the orphanage for. And the gentleman in the blue shirt, his name is Rubens, former gang member. Now he's saved and he's a driver and assistant director of an orphanage. Yeah. Uh, and he has a phenomenal testimony. 
and he's there. I mean, he's, he's in it. He's going. He's, you think, this dude was never a real gang member. But when you hear his testimony, you're like, you're scared to death of this guy. Until he gets around the kids and he turns into a big uh, Santa Claus. I mean, he's just a great guy. So we were there teaching them uh, a scripture. We taught them. Uh, the, uh, we taught them James, right? No, Joshua 1.9. Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Come on, you guys want to do that for him? No. <laughs> Be strong and courageous. We taught, them, we taught them this verse. And so we're teaching these orphans. Be strong and, create, and courageous. Don't be afraid. And so they're memorizing, and our team taught them uh, this verse, and they had a great time with it. And so now, uh, now we have someone who's actually here. We're gonna, uh, I'm, I think it's Chris. I think you're up next, buddy. No, it's Steven. Steven's here. He's not going to be here tonight. Let's show his pictures. His grandfather passed away, and so he wasn't able to be here. So let's go to the next picture really quickly. And uh, this is a picture. No, this is Chris's picture. This is your picture. Come up here, Chris. Yeah, come up here. Grab that microphone, bro, right behind you. There you go. This is Chris. Chris sits on our Chris sits on our uh, on our young adult core leadership team. Uh, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Chris. <laughs> it's Chris. Uh, Chris, tell us why you picked this picture. Where, what are we looking at here? So uh, this is the facility in my side, um, the one that we are going to be partnering with and providing a generator and security fence. And I was kind of just sifting through the pictures the other day, and for some reason, uh, I chose this one. I don't really know why, but um, I think really what it was is just knowing that halfway across the world, this facility is being built in Jesus' name. And not only that, but it's going to be able to provide families a place where they can come together and just really hang out, but also homes for the orphans, of course, to live in a home that is God-centered and obviously providing those essentials that my, uh, Pastor Mike spoke of. But... Um, not only that, but just in the mountain country uh, over in my side, uh, just beautiful land. Uh, to my understanding, I think it's even poorer than Mayan yeah. and some of the other places we uh, drove by, which uh, you, it's clearly evident through the little huts and everything that is literally made from the resources that you see there, such as trees and whatnot. But uh, more very farming poor land, yeah, more yes. farming land than in Mayan, which is more of a city. Yeah, yeah, very and cool. So, uh, just two extreme opposites almost, and um, just to know that a facility of this grade is going to be provided for them, um, for that reason, it just kind of stood out to me, and it's just great to know that they're going to be taken care of over there. Yeah, absolutely. So. You pick. Let's see your second picture. You pick this picture. Why? What does this picture mean to you? Picture number two. This is a picture of, I believe, you and next picture, guys. There you go. Next picture. There we go. Perfect. No. Oh. Yes. So the mountain. Oh, way <laughs> yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the mountain. <laughs> uh, so other than, of course, being a beautiful hike to the top of this peak that was right next to uh, a I house. I almost threw that... up like seven times. <laughs> I couldn't make it to the top. These guys made it to the top. I wimped out. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's, it's all good. And so um, after painting uh, a fellow pastor's house for six or eight hours or so. Yeah. Uh, That's why I didn't make it to the top. <laughs> Not because I'm weak. We painted for six hours. Before we did that. It was pretty rough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we did that. And then right after, you know, uh, some of us, you know, opted to hike the top of this thousand-somewhat-foot peak. And so um, about midway or so, I took this picture here. And um, same thing. It didn't really hit me until uh, on the way back down from the peak that um, I noticed two kids, probably middle school age or so. I'm not quite sure. But um, one of which was on his knees with his face down on the ground, and another one about three or four feet from him, eyes closed, uh, hands open in the sky, and it was clear that they were praying. Mm. And 
something hit me right there in that moment that just told me that God is everywhere. Wherever you go, uh, God is right there by your side. And even in the darkest corners of Haiti on this hillside where clearly you can tell it's some sort of, uh, you know, little shanty town, I guess, um, that there's these kids here that are praying to the same God that we're praying to yeah. and that he is providing for them and that, you know, there is hope. And so that's something that really struck with me is just being able to see these kids praying essentially over the city, um, you know, to Jesus has really impacted me. And um, that was, God was exists there just oh, as yes. powerfully as he exists oh, yes. here in the United States. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very cool. Well, Chris, was this your first <clears throat> international trip ever? Yeah, well, if you want to count Mexico, but yeah, it doesn't really count. I mean, come on. Those that are watching online, <laughs> we're really close to Mexico, so sometimes yeah. it doesn't count. They're going, why, is, why are they leaving Mexico up? It's an important country. <laughs> we just live really close, and so sometimes we go, it's like our neighbor. Yeah. So, but you, so this is your very first trip out yeah. of the country. Oh, yeah, very first. Um, even originally, I wasn't even supposed to go on this trip, but by the grace of God and um, someone who offered to, to bless me completely to go on this trip, Wow, uh, was made possible, and so um, you know who you know who I'm talking about. So thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, first international trip, and uh, I hope first of many. So. Awesome. I hope so too. Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you. So thank you guys. Yeah, the next one's Stephen's picture, and Stephen's grandfather passed away, and we're super sad that he's not going to be here tonight. But we want to show um, Heather. You're up next. Sorry, Stephen's way far away. I'm, I keep I'm keep thinking about Stephen, but Heather, you're up. Let's show Heather's picture. Heather, you picked the mountain picture as well. Introduce yourself to everyone. Say hello. Hi, I'm Heather. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you picked I, the mountain picture. I did. So this picture just reminds me of uh, the friendships and the people that we met there. Um, the missionaries there was uh, Jake and Ashlyn and Micah and how they just really encouraged us and just inspired us the whole time. Um, but it also represented each person with a different story and a different personality, different situation, um, just coming together to serve God. And there were times when I would just sit back and I would just see each person with their kids. And I just thought, wow, you know, we're all here for a reason. God had this plan for us. He's always had this plan for us. So, yeah, and it um, took everybody to help each other to get up this. This mountain was like a thousand feet. Middle I, of the day. It was hot. I didn't think I was going to make it, honestly. It was it was so hard. I took so many breaks. I was one of the last people up there. But um, but you but made it to the top. <laughs> I made it to yeah, the top. I didn't make it, it to the top. See, I didn't make it to the top. <laughs> yeah, it was a victory for me. So so, t so talk to me about, about um, obviously you have your friend in there, Miss Tennille is in there. You told me that you, this also represented you gained some friends on this trip. I did. Um, I consider these friendships, you know, you kind of go and you meet people and it's like you, you hit it off. But these friendships on this trip, it was like we were coming to serve God and, and let God use us. So these I considered forever friendships. The friendships I made here are I'm going to have the rest of my life. Wow. Um, Tanil, <laughs> we got up that mountain. We were just encouraging each other. And um, I just, I just <laughs> I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for everybody on this trip. It took, and this is what, if you don't know, if you've ever been internationally, you know, this is your first time going internationally as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of first-timers. I didn't, you know, figure that out on the way over there. Uh, a lot of first-time folks going to be traveling international with me. Um, Heather was one, and you, you just understand this, that to go on a trip like this, 
you, you gain the friendship, and it takes all of us encouraging one another when we're absolutely tired. We rode one day seven hours in the back of an open-air truck with the sun beaming down on us, doing that for seven hours on a bumpy road. And, you know, when, when, and this is what I want to say this about the whole team, is not a single one of them complained. No one was like, Pastor Mike, you tricked us. You know, everyone was like, hey, we're doing this for the orphans. We're doing this for the orphans. And, and definitely Heather and the team were very gracious of just, they pulled it together. And you realize that you, you, people come together when we're trying to do something. You also picked a second picture that I really want to get to because there's actually pictures of the orphans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about this moment. And this is at my side, which is the orphanage that we're, uh, supporting. Tell us about, tell the people why you chose that, that picture. Uh, this is a very special moment. I think for all of us women, especially we, we grabbed the, um, the orphan girls and we had a tea party for them. It was nothing fancy, you know, it was nothing big, but you could just see in their eyes and their smiles, they were just so happy. And, um, it just really blessed me because, um, you know, they don't have much and the conditions there are so hot for a little bit. I had to step aside and just think, you know, I'm, I'm hot and I'm just trying to get over that, but look at these kids. They're happy. They're joyful. And, um, they didn't understand what we were saying really, but they were just looking at each other and giggling and they just knew that this was something special for them. So it was good to let them know that they're valued and that God values them. You know, even though they're orphans, they're just special and, and we love them. And it was just good to love on them. Special moment. They had a little tea party right in the middle. The guys were outside beating each other up with a soccer ball. <laughs> And, and, and at this orphanage, and this is what made this possible, you got to understand, at the orphanage that we're supporting, there are 41 orphans, 32 of them, I believe, are boys. So they're only like, whatever the difference of that is, all right, you do the math. Uh, I'm thinking about other things right now. <laughs> whatever the difference of that is, seven, six, that's it, girls. So we were able to make this moment very special. What's the number? Somebody's whispering. Nine. Thank you. Nine. Thank you. I knew someone was doing the math. Nine girls, we were able to make this very special and intimate for them. Uh, and that was it. We, we taught them that these crazy Americans all the way over here, flew all the way over here to Haiti to show value to these girls. And they were, man, they loved it. They were, they were, they were smiling. They were drinking out of these little teacups and eating cookies. And thank you for sharing and teaching these young ladies that God values them brought us all the way from America just to teach them that they're valuable, and we had this amazing tea party. Awesome. Thank you, Heather, so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Tennille, you're up here. I'm, you know, not Tennille's next. This is my friend, Tennille. Uh, Tennille, you have an incredible, incredible uh, story testimony. I'm not going to ask you to share all of that because it was pretty, pretty powerful what God did on this trip for you, but you picked a picture. You picked you pick this picture. Yeah, the crazy day where we climbed the mountain after we did this all day long. Talk about what we're doing. So first, I would like to say that the camera does add 10 to 20 pounds yeah, it does. for everybody. That's a given. Um, a given. Moving on. Uh, this picture was, we ate breakfast at 7.30, and that was it. This was probably taken about 4, 4.30, and we went to climb a mountain for an hour and a half. And it's not a San Antonio mountain. I mean, we went up like four cities or something. Yeah. Um, on an empty stomach, and, and like he said, uh, a lot of people did not make that journey. I'm, I would just like to say that Pastor Mike, though, and Melissa... Almost were, made the journey. Yes. Yeah, I know. No. So, we got as high as we could. 
So for me personally, um, yes, we did. We made a lot of friendships, but I've been raised in the church. Did my parents did full time ministry for a long time. Um, there's a lot of times I felt we were used, so I was really hurt with leadership. I didn't. I've been coming here for over eight years, and I didn't want to plug in anywhere because I didn't want to get hurt again. I would rather just stay away. Yeah. But in this journey, when we didn't eat, they didn't eat. When we didn't sleep, they didn't sleep. When we didn't have electricity or AC. They didn't have AC, and to me, it brought such a healing from the church with everything that I have been through. Um, friendships, I, I don't trust a lot of people, got issues, but um, definitely brought a healing to me personally, watching them serve as Jesus came to serve. So that, that was my trip, um, and I would just like to say that to go even further when i told them about this they came as leaders and asked for forgiveness on behalf of every leadership that i heard but just had me in even more tears but it was just so impacting to just watch them as a couple play the proper role in a church as god oh, we love you and 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 we we know that god brought you to haiti to bring healing to your heart because this is what happens you go thinking you're gonna bless these orphan kids and what happens God opens up heaven and says, Hi, I got you. You thought you were coming here to bless them. Because this is what's pure, this is what's God's heart, he opens up heaven and begins to bless each and every one of us in a unique way. God brought you there to bring healing to your heart. I believe that. I believe that. And this house that we're painting is another orphanage that is just connected with this ministry that is just flourishing. And we went and we painted it. It was yellow and we painted it blue. They like it colorful there in Haiti. It was bright blue. And blue was all over us, and we had white all over us because the inside was all white. It was awesome. I love painting things white. Uh, anyways, it was it was a great time. So we we're part of the thing. This is Pastor John. He's the guy with his hands that look like he is, you know, getting arrested. His name is Pastor John. He is the uh, pastor uh, and the lawyer for this orphanage. And yeah, he's got a full plate. And now he is owning an orphanage, and he leads. 11 kids, that's some of the kids you see on the floor, that's his orphanage. And we're partnering with them through Core Love uh, to help, you know, rehabilitate his orphanage and bring it up to, to speed. But we went there, and this guy is a phenomenal man. His name's Pastor John. He pastors, and he's the lawyer. He makes sure all the legal stuff happens when it needs to happen. So thank you, Tanil, for sharing your story. Uh, Victoria, come up here real quick. We're going to skip ahead. I don't know if you have pictures or not. Um, but here's what we're going to do. We have great pictures. But I want you just to share a couple of things really quickly. Uh, you can roll a couple of pictures. I'll tell you when to stop. But just tell people, okay, uh, how did this trip impact you the most? Um, it really, it ignites something in you. It's, obviously you want to do what you can, like always donating or whatever the case is, like to the people, to like the different orphans who don't have like what we have. But it's like when you go there and you see it yourself, it just, it gets to you, mm. so. And it got to you. You got to yeah. you. When you were there and we were talking about what God was doing in your heart, you, you shared with me that um, you'd never seen anything like this before, the extreme poverty. Um, but we do have one of your pictures. It's coming up right after this. One more, sorry. Up oh, two more, sorry. We'll get to one more. Yeah, this little girl is special in your heart. Tell us about this little girl, if you can. She just, that was during the soccer game that we had, or that was going on for the orphans. And she just, she just sat in my lap. And she just, 
photo, photo. She wanted to take pictures and she was just smiling, happy, just giving me a ton of hugs. And, it's and we like, noticed that about these kids. Like they weren't shy. We were shy at first. We're like, I no, know they just. Say. These little kids, because they know why you're there. They know you're there to just love on them. They would run up to you. I mean, just full embrace. Someone would just fall on you. You know, they're just like, just hold me. We know why you're here. You're here to take care of us. And, and, and you just can't help but just embrace and, and hug. And, and again, we went to go see a soccer match. These are orphanage against orphanage. It was epic on this amazing field. And, and while we were there, yeah, that's what they were doing. They were just... I mean, trusting us to be care, to care for them. When I went on the trip, like when you guys had show videos from last year, like I felt God tugging on my heart, like Victoria, you need to get involved with that. Wow. So when we got there and before, like when we like established what we're gonna be doing, the purpose we're going on the trip, I felt like okay, I'm there to spread Christ's love wow. to all the orphans. Okay, like yeah, let's go. I want to play. I want to have fun with them. Just love on them. And then it's like you get there, and I didn't expect to have such an overwhelming feeling. Like, like you said, like them blessing me, like at the whole time. And then we're supposed to be seeing like where Jesus is throughout the whole trip. And it just really ignites something in you. And you just see the look, you really do see like the look in their eyes and just how happy they are, how Christ is moving in their life. It's like, all they can do is give you affection. That's all they don't have any personal items to share. So the fact that they just smile at you, they're holding your hands. Like when we got there, they were all playing in my hair, because big poofy hair, yeah, they're gonna play in the hair. And they just, when we left, I was bawling. I was crying. Hey, you were a mess, I, I remember. I had to take Bethany's sunglasses. I was like, girl, let me use your sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, were, you, were, you expecting, were you expecting it to mess with you that much? Honestly, no. I figured, like, I want to spend time with them. I just... I got this. I'm going to be cool. Yeah. And I just... Waterworks yeah. the whole time. It like, was the ugly cry, too. Yeah. It was. It was, there was nothing pretty. I already knew, like, I'm not bringing makeup on this trip. Nothing. I had no makeup. The girls, some of them had makeup. They looked pretty. I'm like, no. I just... Waterworks were everywhere. But it's just so amazing to see how just... How God... Christ is yeah. just loving on them and just molding them yeah. to be their own individual little person. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Thank you, Victoria, so much for sharing what God did. Love you. So, so what happens is you go and, and these kids who can give you nothing, like she said, they can't pay you. Thanks for coming. You begin to feel like there's something bigger going on here. God begins to pay you back. God begins to pay you back. All the money that they spent to go, the time spent in the airplane, the uncomfortableness, the discomfort of bugs and heat and uh, food that you're not used to, all the things that you say, you know, these are sacrifices. I'm laying them at the feet of the Lord. I don't, I'm out of my comfort zone. These kids can never pay us back. They don't have a dime. But God begins to deposit inside of you. God begins to speak to you things that you... I'd never be open to that in America. I'd never be open to that in my nine-to-five everyday routine. But when you get out of that routine, all of a sudden God begins to speak loud and clearly, and He begins to repay you back. So I want to share something really quickly, and then we're gonna we're gonna close the service out. But they're gonna show a picture of uh, we call it the before picture, three pictures uh, in one. So they'll find that. But when we pulled up to this, where these were the kids are living right now. They're living in a twelve hundred square foot home. 42 of them. It's four bedrooms. It's crammed. And when we pulled up, 
they're, they're, they're crammed in this little room here. The kids are crammed here, and this is their somewhat of a backyard. And when you go, you just feel this sense of, this isn't good enough for these kids. And you don't even know their names yet. You're just like, this isn't good enough. And then Mike takes us out to the property, which is where they're going to be living and what we're building, Westover Hills. The next picture is the property of where they're going to be living. Seven and a half acres of open field. And the next picture is the picture of that Chris showed us. It's the, the little pavilion uh, that, that we're building, and the kitchen is right outside. That's the kitchen that you see there that's, that's open-air kitchen. We are partnering with this ministry, and we are funding these two projects. We're going to build a fence around that entire place. Legally, they have to have a fence. Or they're not, they can't be an orphanage. They have, to, they have to show that they're going to protect the kids. So we're going to provide the fencing. We're going to be the defense, if you will, for these kids and the safety for these kids. And we're also, we're also going to provide the generator. We've already committed to this, the generator to run this entire property. There's no electricity where they're at, but we want to make sure that there's uh, enough you know, electricity to, at nighttime for them to do uh, to pray at the, the, the pavilion that we're going to have there, um, electricity for the kids during the day, uh, for school and different things like that. So we're providing a generator, a monster generator, not the ones at HEB, you know, or Lowe's. It's, this thing is massive, um, could power your house for sure. We're providing that. $15,000 um, for half of this project we've already sent to Corlo. The next $15,000, we're saying young adults in this room, and those that hang out with us on Wednesday nights as well, you're going to partner with us. This is going to become our project. We're going to be able to say, we help defend the orphan by providing these two resources for them and further resourcing for them. Yeah. So you hear these great stories, and there's tons of them. And they, they'll be here. They'll talk to you about what, else, what all they got to do. We got to hang out with orphans for, for literally for six and a half days. But there's three responses for your heart, and we're going to wrap this up right here. One is this. You can choose to go. We're going to be going next year twice. You can choose to go. You can go physically. You can go internationally with us. You can go locally when we come to local missions here. We're going to begin to roll out all these monthly opportunities for you to defend the orphan here in San Antonio. It's not a crisis that's avoid our city. We have orphans in San Antonio. And we're going to be about God's business defending the orphans in our own city as well as international. And you can begin to go what I'm calling virtually. If you're a young adult in this room and you follow us on Facebook in our young adult groups, uh, I've started posting VR, I took a VR camera, virtual reality camera with me this trip. And I've captured some very special moments. I took a, a mile walk with orphans in VR and you can put it on Facebook and put it on your phone and walk around and see all the cool things and see the kids around you. I'm literally going to take you to Haiti virtually for the next couple of days. So just Go to our Facebook page, follow us on Facebook, be a part of that. You can go to Haiti with me virtually before we go physically next year. Uh, and just go and like the page, watch the video. If you have a Samsung Gear VR or an Oculus Rift VR, that's you, that's your world. I'm speaking to somebody in the room. All right, take your phone, put it on there. It's an unreal experience. Go virtually with me by, on Facebook for the next couple of days. I'm going to take you to some really cool places. You can pray. That's really big. 
You can begin to pray and say, God, I want to pray protection over these kids. I want to begin to pray your, your favor to come to this uh, campus in my side. I want you to pray uh, your provision over them, that, that they'll be able to have the six basic needs, that they'll be able to have the finances that they need to continue uh, to have in order to support this place. And you can pray that God will begin to show these kids purpose over their life that they're not lost anymore. They've been found by the Most High God, that God would show them their purpose. And these kids would grow up and have value in them, instilled in them, purpose instilled in them. That's what I want you to begin to pray with us as we do world missions around this world and defending the orphan. And then thirdly, what you can do is you can give. You can give monthly, regularly. When you give to missions, this is what it's going to. Not, Not some spreadsheet, okay? It's going to Jeanette and Nana and Lovna. It's going to people that we physically know now and we physically know their name. And when you give monthly, you partner with Westover Hills in missions. This is where it's going. To my side, to help defend the orphan. So I challenge you to give monthly. Give regularly and give generously because where much is given, much is required. And I've got to be honest with you, We've been given a lot. We live in the United States where they tell us we're part of the 1% wealth of the entire world. Right here in, right here in our, our country. We're one of the wealthiest nations in the world. Where much is given, Westover Hills, much is required. And we want you to partner with us regularly. You say, I give a little bit every now and then. Great. Do it when we submit the projects to you. But become a faithful supporter of missions around here. Let God begin to open up heaven over you in obedience to defend the orphan. Amen? They're going to be around. We can talk about what's going on. Uh, we're, we're just thrilled to partner with this. We got, this isn't even the beginning. We've got so much more that we're going to be sharing with you next month about how Westover Hills is going to begin to defend the orphan on a regular basis. I cannot wait. I'm like, I wish I could tell you it's like Christmas. It's sitting in front of me and I want to open it up. I can shake it a little bit and say, it's really cool. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to be. I think you're going to be a part of it. But I can't tell you what it is. You got to wait. So um, come back. Come back next week. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. It could be the week after that, but it could be next week. I don't know. You got to come back and find out. So come here about how we're going to defend the orphan on a regular basis. We love you, Father. Thank you for this team. Thank you for those that are willing to go. And Lord, I thank you that we are able to to continue to 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 carry this cause in the name of Jesus throughout the world. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, really quickly as you leave, we're going to put this slide up. If you're interested in going with us next year, look at this. Take a picture of this. We're going to um, August 2017. God bless you. You're dismissed. Keep that slide up if you can. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. We'll see you.